0: The Islanders score a gutsy 3-2 win over the Sabres with a controversial goal to win it. We'll break down our key takeaways from the game, plus our weekly farm report. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky Nelson. Barzell with the open net, and he scores. Yes, 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 yes. Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash Locked On today to get started. What a great win for the New York Islanders. We're going to break it all down for you, but first... If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Morton, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VS NYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me please for some instant insight and analysis and it's always great to interact with Islanders fans game time or anytime. Wow, uh Islanders, hold on for a gutsy, hard fought Three to two win over the Buffalo Sabres at UBS Arena on Tuesday night. And the Islanders, we we talked before the game about how important this four-game stretch, this is the second of those four games, uh, is going to be. So you you beat Detroit. Now you have beaten Buffalo. Big game coming up Thursday in Pittsburgh and then back home on Saturday to face the Washington Capitals before one last three-game road trip, West Coast road trip, that is, uh, that will be important for the Islanders. But I'll tell you, I am proud of the way this team played in this game. And the thing about it, let's get this out of the way first. Controversy on the game-winning goal It is scored by Hudson, fashing seven and a half minutes roughly into the third period. Uh, The puck heading toward the net, fashing just to the left of the goalie or to the goalie's right. And the puck goes in off of his shin. He was trying to knock it down and then play it, but it deflects off the shin and into the net initially the referees call it no goal indicating they believed it was a distinct kicking motion. The replay shows not really a distinct kicking motion. So the Islanders end up with the reversal and that three to two lead ends up holding up for the last 12, 23 of the game. And I'll tell you, I think it was the right call. Uh, It was clear to me that there was no kick, that there was no uh, attempt to kick the puck into the goal. Clearly no distinct kicking motion. You could say he was trying to almost make it like a soccer play on the puck with his shins and his shin pads, and it just hit it in such a way that it deflected into the goal. So I think the war room in Toronto got the call right. And to take it a step further... Uh, boy, what a game for Hudson Fashing. He ends up with a goal, his first career NHL game-winning goal, and an assist in this game. And again, and we talked about Fashing, we spotlighted, it's ironic, we spotlighted two players who have been very helpful to the Islanders' recent success, Adam Pellick and Hudson Fashing. Pellick got off to a little bit of a slow start, as did the entire Islanders team, really, Uh, he was sort of partially responsible for that first Buffalo goal because he didn't really handle the play very well. So Pellett kind of struggled, but boy, did Hudson Fashing keep on doing what he's been doing. And it made a very, very big difference for the Islanders. Hudson Fashing, uh, a plus three in this game. Three shots on goal, two blocked shots, and a takeaway in a couple of seconds less than 14 minutes of ice time. So got to give him a whole lot of credit in this game. And, you know, he was the first star. I think he deserved it. And that line of Matt Martin, uh, Casey Sezekis, And Hudson Fashing really, really playing exceptionally well. And, you know, they deserved it. Sezikis also with a goal and an assist. He was a plus two. Josh Bailey also a plus three. He had a goal and an assist. And overall, you know, those are the kind of plays where your bottom six is getting the job done, picking things up offensively and making things happen. And to me, that was so rewarding to see in this game. You know, one other thing. Well, two other things I wanted to touch on right now. First of all, once again, the Islanders kind of got off to a sluggish start. And I think over the first 10 minutes or so of this game, they were struggling and, and, and trying to get Their legs underneath them. Pellick took a penalty just five minutes in. Uh, They gave up the goal five minutes into the second period, but, and that was a great play, by the way, by Dylan Cousins. But uh, just again, such big stakes, and the fact that it just didn't seem like the Islanders were ready to play from the opening faceoff, that was very frustrating. J.G. Pajot, who we mentioned practiced on Monday for the first time, was not ready, so we did get Otto Koivula. And here's the thing. No Islanders forward played less than 11 minutes and 35 seconds in this game, except for Otto Koivula. Only 4 minutes and 35 seconds of ice time. Did pick up an assist, however, on the game winning goal by Hudson Fashing. So, Coivola uh, at least not getting a lot of ice time, but making his minutes count. The assist, a plus one, uh, a hit, and a block shot, all in just four and a half minutes of ice time for Coivola. He's not our unsung hero of the game. We'll get to that. And got to feel good about Josh Bailey with uh, that two point night, the plus three. You know, Bales hustling to score that second goal, reaching out for a rebound in front of the goal, a kind of a little scramble between two or three players. And, you know, quietly over the last two games, at least, Josh Bailey picking up his his play as part of the bottom six. Now, the other thing that sort of flips the other way, the top line, Horvat, Lee, and Engvall, all minus two, and Engvall not playing very much uh, in the third period. Not quite sure if he's shaken up or benched, but hopefully we'll get some word on that shortly. But, uh, you know, rough game for that top trio uh, in some respects. And here's the thing. what Bo Horvat, I think he had a pair of, Partial or full breakaways. I know Sezikis had one at one point. This team just cannot score on breakaways or shootouts. And yeah, it's frustrating as heck. Uh, I do think the fact that the Sabres played last night and had the back-to-back helped the Islanders down the stretch. But Ilya Sorokin came up big with a couple of saves late. And I love the effort. Kyle Palmieri just clearing the puck out of the zone a couple of times. Matt Martin always hustling. Seven hits for Matty Martz in this game. I, I I just overall here's the thing: the Islanders are back to playing Islanders hockey, and that was really encouraging. And oh, by the way, you know we talked about the importance of the faceoff circle. Brock Nelson winning eight out of twelve. Bo Horvat, 15 out of 25. He led all players among the Islanders with 22 minutes and 40 seconds of ice time. And Casey Zizekas wins six out of eight draws. The Islanders being great in the face-off circle, important and shouldn't be overlooked when analyzing this game. We've got more to talk about. We'll have our unsung hero. We'll have our uh, goat of the game. And... We'll have a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We're past the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers to threes drained. And yeah, you can use your knowledge of the Islanders on the FanDuel app. Check out the odds for Thursday's game in Pittsburgh, another big game in the wildcard hunt. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I'm going to go out and say this, uh, and it may be a little bit of an aside here. But the Islanders are making positive adjustments, and one of the positive adjustments I've seen since probably around when uh, Matthew Barzal got hurt is that Lane Lambert is finding the right combinations, adjusting the way this team is playing, and really just I think growing as a coach. Now, I'm not ready to call him the next Al Arbor or the next Scotty Bowman, but he is looking more confident in what he's trying to do, and I think the team is responding to what he's trying to do right now. And look, we, we've we asked the question openly at different points in the season, especially in the the January slump and the doldrums that this team went through, whether or not Lane Lambert is the guy to coach this team. And I'm still not sold necessarily that he's the answer, just like I wasn't sold that he wasn't the answer when the team was slumping. But I will say that Lane Lambert, I'm seeing signs that he is growing into the role as uh, the head guy and that He's learning from experience, uh, you know, what this team needs to do to win and helping them do those things. And it's encouraging to see. As for our go to the game and unsung hero of the game, uh, the go to the game, I'm going to go with Adam Pellick. Uh, Not that he was the only goat of this game, uh, but, you know, Not his strongest performance, a minus one. Took the bad penalty. uh, Did have a a couple of blocks and a hit, but really it was his poor reaction to the turnover and the way Dylan Cousins uh, made his move. Kind of disappointed the way Pellick played it. Now he did improve a little bit as the game went on, but uh, I'm going to give him the GOAT of the game. It's a, it's a minor thing. I, you know, not a GOAT with a capital G, but I, I, I'm picking him as our GOAT of the game. Uh, as for the unsung hero of the game, boy, there were a lot of possibilities. You know, can't go with Hudson fashing He was the number one star. Bailey and Sezikis, uh, you know, can't go with them. Otto Koivula, not going with him. He only played four and a half minutes in this game. But here's who I am going with, and I could could have, you know, considered Zach Parise and Kyle Palmieri for their, for their hustle, but I'm going with a different direction, a guy who I have been critical of of to- at times, but I think really had a great game. How about Alexander Romanov? Two assists, a plus two. He led all Islanders players with six shots on goal. Can't remember the last time that happened. Two hits. Four blocked shots, with which tied him with Ryan Pulak and Sebastian Ajo in blocks. So for me, the unsung hero of the game, Alexander Romanov, he really played well for the Islanders and wasn't one of the top three stars, but I think really uh, showed the things he can do. And one of the shots he blocked, and we said he blocked four, That one stung, but he took it for the team and managed to hustle off the ice. Uh, You know, clearly a little (laughs) in a little bit of pain at the time, but really pleased with the way he got the job done in this game. So, Alexander Romanov. One other thing I wanted to mention, uh, not that I was happy that the Sabers tied the game. you know, what, a little more than two minutes after the Josh Bailey, a little more than three minutes, excuse me, after the Josh Bailey go-ahead goal early in the third. But it was good to see Kyle Oposo playing well and getting, if if anyone had to score it, it might as well be Kyle Oposo. Just uh, good to see him healthy and contributing to the Sabres. And now I can really, you know, root for him to do well, even if I don't want the Sabres catching the Islanders. But Oposo a guy who I had the chance to interview countless times during his tenure with the Islanders class act on and off the ice and uh, really, you know, good to see him playing well, a little bit surprised that uh, Uko Pekka Lukonen was able to come back and be in goal for the Sabres. He wasn't even uh, on the active roster yesterday, but getting him back was a big deal for the Sabres. And, he played well for Buffalo. But, you know, the Islanders outshot Buffalo 39-24. to 24, And except for the first 10 minutes, the good thing was that the Islanders really played their game. We talked a lot about how Buffalo is an offensive-minded team and that they like to score off the rush. They didn't get many chances to do that. The, the goal by Cousins was, you know, a turnover just inside the uh, Islanders' blue line. And I don't know if I would call it a rush, but it sort of set up a great opportunity and, and Cousins took advantage. But the number of times that the Sabres, especially after the first 8 or 10 minutes of the game, the number of times that they came through the neutral zone with speed, a lot lower the Islanders defense doing what they are supposed to do playing Islanders hockey and i think in this game the shots on goal 39 to 24 did reflect the fact that the Islanders controlled the tempo and the style of play for most of this game and when you do that you should win more often than not and look nothing comes easy ...for this New York Islanders team, but they got the job done against Buffalo. A huge, huge win, and we talked about it. Uh, Buffalo, right now, six points behind the Islanders with three games in hand. So, if the Islanders would have lost this game in regulation, they would have been two points behind the Islanders with three games in hand... Now, in order to catch the Isles, just to tie them, they have to win all three of those games in hand, and the four-point swing in this one was absolutely huge for the New York Islanders. A clutch win, wasn't always artistic, wasn't always pretty, but boy, was it clutch, and the New York Islanders end up with the two points, Buffalo gets none, and that is a big help to the islanders in their playoff hunt we've got more to get to on today's show we will have our islanders birthday today and our weekly farm report as we talk all things bridgeport islanders and things you're looking up down on the farm as well we've got that and a whole lot more still to come on today's locked on islanders podcast today's episode is brought to you by your friends at built bar if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories You've got to try a Built Bar. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. That's what makes them the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And listen to some of these great flavors. Peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, churro. I love the cookies and cream. That's my favorite. But not only does it taste good, but the macros are outstanding. Just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, yet they pack a whopping 17 grams of protein on average per bar. And look, you can still order them at Built.com, have them delivered directly to your door, but what do you do now if you just want to have a Built Bar immediately? Well, you can go down to Walmart or Sam's Club and buy a box there so you can have it right away. So, Go to Built.com, head to Walmart, Sam's Club, and pick up a Built Bar today. Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You can thank me later. Time now for our weekly farm report was we talk all things Bridgeport Islanders. And it was a busy week last week for Bridgeport, playing three games. And they did pretty well, all things considered. Uh, first game... Was on Thursday, they faced the Providence Bruins, and it was a big win. They scored a season-high seven goals in this one and beat Providence 7-1. to one. A three-point night for Ruslan Iskakov. He ends up with a goal and two assists. Andy Andreoff scores twice, and then you had a goal and an assist each for Samuel Balduk and Paul Thompson. Adding uh, Also scoring, Blade Jenkins and Jeff Kubiak. 25 saves for Jakob Skarick, who is playing better as of late. Five goals in the third period as Bridgeport came away with the big win. Then you go to Saturday. And look, we know the uh, Islanders' biggest rivals are the Rangers. And, you know, the Bridgeport Islanders and the Hartford Wolfpack is sort of the AHL version of, of that rivalry, well, this game got a little bit ugly. Islanders losing to the Wolfpack nine to nothing. Shots on goal forty-six to eleven in favor of Hartford. And uh that wasn't good. Only eleven shots on goal. Dylan Garand, the goalie for the Wolfpack with a very easy shutout. Two goals in the first period, five in the second, two more in the third. And uh, that is tying the franchise record for most goals allowed in a game in Bridgeport Islanders slash uh, Sound Tigers history. So that was an ugly middle game. But then on Sunday, the Islanders get a big win over the Springfield Thunderbirds. Final score in that one was 3 to nothing. Early in the third period, Arno Durando, Islander fans remember him. Uh, he scores to break a scoreless tie, getting his 14th goal of the season. And then two empty net goals by Cole Bardrow in the last minute and a half give the Islanders the 3 to nothing victory. And Jakob Skarek again getting the shutout, his first since late January, and the Islanders end up winning two games out of three. If you look at the standings now, Bridgeport in sixth place in the Atlantic Division. Uh, four points, however, out of fourth. So the battle continues and Hartford tied with uh, Bridgeport in points. So, uh, But the, because Bridgeport has more wins in regulation, they are technically ahead in the standings. So the battle for playoff position is huge. Chris Terry, 52 points in 50 games, 17 goals. Andy Andreoff leads the team in goals with 23. And Ruslan Iskakov continues to play well, 14 goals, 43 points in 52 games. William DeFore, 19 goals. That places him second on the team and 37 points. If you look at the schedule coming up, This weekend, a game tonight uh, on the road at Charlotte, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And then Friday and Saturday, two more games in Charlotte. So a three-game road trip all against the Charlotte Checkers. uh, Friday, also 7 o'clock. Saturday, 6 o'clock Eastern time. And that will close out a three-game busy week. For the Bridgeport Islanders and Charlotte in third place with 69 points. So if the Islanders can get, you know, maybe four or five points this weekend, it would make a big difference in the standings. But it won't be easy facing Charlotte on the road. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And, uh, well, we are a day late on this one. But Tuesday was... The 43rd birthday of former Islanders winger Eric Goddard, the Vernon, B.C. native. He was a big, big guy. Six foot four, 227 pounds, made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 2002, 2003. And let's face it, this guy was an enforcer. That's what he was on the ice for, but he did his job quite well Uh, Had 295 penalty minutes in 75 games for the Bridgeport Sound Tigers back in 04-05. Did not get his first goal until the 05-06 season uh, where he had two goals and four points in 57 games to go along with 115 penalty minutes. Goddard uh, later playing for the Calgary Flames and Pittsburgh Penguins and he was involved in a, a pretty infamous brawl with the Penguins and the Islanders when he was with Pittsburgh we go back and look at his first career NHL goal it happened at the Air Canada Center in Toronto scoring uh, back on December 19 2005 uh, got the goal off Ed Belfour the Hall of Famer in a game the Islanders ended up losing nine to six so happy 43rd birthday one day late to Eric Goddard he is our Islanders birthday of the day. That's going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll have a full preview of the game against the Penguins, another huge game. And the Penguins had a big comeback win last night over the Columbus Blue Jackets. We'll have that, the latest on J.G. Pageau and a whole lot more. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.